Katatsu Podcast Studios presents It's Geeks and Gaijins. Hello! Welcome. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. And we welcome you to a podcast full of Japanese things where we bring the Japan to you. Kicking into streaming. Only you. You really should stop listening to the podcast so another person can listen to it. <laughs> it's like a library book, guys. Did, were you not told this? You have to give it back and then someone else can listen to it. Mum says it's my turn on the podcast, John. This is only half a joke because that does happen in university libraries. <laughs> you can be out of stock of a digital book. Uh, I feel like there's, there's some shenanigans going on with that. That doesn't make any sense. Welcome to the wide world of academia, where the rules don't make sense and the money's the only thing that matters. <laughs> ah, so, you know, the rest of the world as well. Yes, but focusing back on our little corner of the world, uh, mostly it's I'm here to terrify you all this week, because we got bugs. We got creepity crawlies. Hide your ears, hide your belly buttons, and just hide your eyes. <laughs> Oh, summer is finally here, and with it, all manner of just nonsense and horror in Japan. Yeah, I physic. I asked my students. We were doing things on like what you liked about the different seasons and what you disliked about the different seasons. Bugs or mushy, as they are called, everywhere. Every season had like, what do you not like about this season? Bugs. What do you not like about this season? Bugs. Winter. They're all inside. What's good about winter? No bugs. This is why autumn is my favourite season, because they all have to go away during autumn. Ah, uh, no, you still get a couple in autumn here. But we'll get to that later, because after that we have the mandatory snack break that we are forced by Japanese law, in which I highlight some strange Japanese food, or snack, as it twere. They are always strange in some capacity. I'm just going to turn up with a chocolate bar next week. <laughs> I don't think Japan really do chocolate bars, and that makes me sad. But yes, what okay. do we have Fair after enough. the snack break then? Well, we have uh, the summer season of anime coming up soon, but we what? haven't quite had the chance to watch any of it yet because it adds to time of recording. Most of the episodes aren't out. Yay. So instead, uh, John's granting the opportunity to do a bit of a retrospective and some of the better series from last season instead, now that they're all wrapped up. Basically, I forget to watch stuff, so I ask <laughs> Thomas, who does watch stuff, whether I should watch things. Yes, John started outsourcing the anime watching to me after he ran out of time because he's too busy with a real job. I, I live in Japan. I'm around Japanese people all day. I don't need to waste my time listening to more Japanese. That's only half a joke. <laughs> but speaking of something that I wish was a joke, it's time for bugs in Japan. Oh, no. John sent me a whole list of terrifying beasties to look at this morning as I woke up, and it was... Not pleasant. They have some very creepy crawlies over there. <laughs> well, in my defence, it was 4pm where I am. And as we all know, the world revolves around me. <laughs> Does Greenwich Mean Time mean nothing to you, John? No, it's John Mean Time. <laughs> it certainly felt like John was being Mean Time. 
Okay, so I think the number one to get started with, because it is bloody terrifying, and I have met one in the terrifying flesh, and that is the Japanese giant hornet, the big old boy, the Suzumebachi. I believe this is what the American media dubbed the murder hornet, was it not? Yes, this is the Japanese murder hornet. The Japanese don't call it a murder hornet, though. And they do kill people quite regularly, apparently. Okay, so to start this off, technically Japanese has only one word for bee. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Which technically covers bee, wasp, and hornet. And that is hatchy. It's a yellow stingy boy. That's what yes. you use it now. But this means that if a Japanese person looks up the translation of Hachi, they usually just find B. So when I talked to lots of my students, I was like, what animals don't you like? Oh, I don't like bees. I'm like, <gasps> how dare you? Because bees are amazing and lovely things. And try to talk to them as like, these are bees, these are wasps, these are hornets. Just, just don't, don't, don't. So Suzumabachi can technically mean it I it literally means sparrow hornet. <laughs> Which gives you a rough estimate of how big this thing is. It's bloody terrifying. What was it like five centimeters when the article said they were? Yeah, I've seen one. It was not a big one, but I well, one got into like the kitchen area in the staff room at work. <gasps> uh... I could see it. Oh, it is sometimes also called the Osusumebachi. The O literally being like an honorific and also <laughs> just meaning giant sparrow bee. Ah! Yeah, they just try and eat everything. Look up pictures of these or don't if you want to get a good night's sleep. If you just think about a, a wasp the size of your little finger, you'll probably be about the set, right? <laughs> these things are nasty. Yeah, I saw one when I don't know what I should do and went to get a teacher, who then went to go get another teacher who could <laughs> deal with it. That sounds like Japanese bureaucracy. That sounds like you got the authentic experience there. I was more like, I want to do something, but I'm also not sure if I'm going to like accidentally send myself to the hospital by doing something. Uh, you probably would have, yes. The general advice is if you get stung by one of these, go to the hospital just in case. They kill yeah. like... 40 people a year. That mostly seems to be from swarming, though. And allergic reactions. Yeah. So I do know that one of my co-workers as well, they found a queen hornet, like, by their house the other day. How does that happen? They, they just live, like... She lives in a vaguely rural, like, small village. But just, like... That... Isn't the queen supposed to be in a nest or something? Well, no, it was trying. You're getting into the part of the year where the queens are starting to build their nests. Oh. Ah! Yeah. The only advice for Japanese murder hornets is A, run. B, call someone. C, if you get stung, run away. What's what's this about their, this melting acid they have as well that summons more murder hornets? Run. <laughs> uh, yes, it's usually that actually happens with most wasps that if you kill them, they release pheromones that usually signal the rest of the hive to like something's happening over here, kill it. So that's fun. 
Yeah, it's the reason you shouldn't smush wasps. They have special sprays uh, they find for most of these things called Suzume Bachi, which have like the katakana for Suzume Bachi. That is the one thing I recommend people when they come to Japan learn the names of these insects in katakana. There are entire big sections of the stores that are just like, you want to murder some insects? Oh, we got murdering stuff for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it seems to be the advice for getting rid of most of these pests we're going to be listing is either get poisons and traps and stuff, or just keep make sure your room is constantly clean. Don't ever let anything get dirty ever, because yeah. otherwise you've got bugs. Or literally burn it with fire. In some cases, yes. Yes, and that is our next case, because we are going to talk about the Mukade. Nope. Uh-uh. Even the name sounds bloody evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one is the giant centipede of Japan, nope. uh-uh. which even in Japanese mythology is a symbol of evil. <laughs> and the reason it is, listeners at home, you're thinking, oh, centipedes, that's nice. These nope. ones can grow up to 38 centimeters or 15 inches. That is longer than your average school ruler. That's got to be like the length of my arm at some points. That's Like your forearm, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, and their bite is poisonous, and they're, like, thick, too. Their bite is venomous, and they are poisonous at the same time. <laughs> so don't them. touch them. They'll, 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 they'll be nasty to you. Apparently some people fry them and eat them on sticks, though. (laughs) I mean, it's Japan. There's going to do something strange with the bugs. Good point. It is apparently in Japanese law that the Mikade must be burned to get rid of it. So (laughs) that's what you do. There are also big sprays and stuff with Mikade on them. It's like, kill the centipedes. Yes, so these seem to be like going for like humid areas and things that are obviously like hot areas because they have difficulty breathing where it's dry. So yeah. if you have your air conditioner on, you might be able to keep them out. But they're pretty nasty in like rural areas. And also, apparently they have a tendency to crawl under your uh, futon. Yeah. Yeah. Which it, so you might wake up with a 30 centimeter centipede next to you. And if yeah. you touch it, it will bite you or you'll get poison on your hands or something. It's just not pleasant. It's yeah, really okay. bad. So that's a nightmare. I'm seeing another website here that's saying they only get up to 20 centimeters long, which is yeah. still terrifying. That um, is still too long. That is too long for any centipede or any insect, in fact. I guess they're yeah. not insects. They're arthropods. Indeed. Oh. So there are what they do have. Luckily, I'm not on the ground floor, so I'm a bit less likely to get this stuff. And I don't, I have like one big door and a door to a balcony and a front door and one tiny window. So, like, Mm. it's pretty easy to like detect it. Though apparently they can come up through your drains. Life finds a way. But yeah, a lot of the advice that in these articles is about. Make sure that there are no holes in your walls and keep your windows shut all the time. And now yeah. I understand why air conditioners are such a big thing in Japan. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't open your window for five seconds, otherwise you get just 
a swarm coming through them. Or but or bug screens. I have a bug screen in front of my uh, main uh, door window. Clever. Uh, yeah. Also, you tend to get powders which you can like sprinkle in front of the different entrances to your home, which like poisons most insects. Like as they enter, I don't know how. Yes. Maybe it's like some little entry mints, and they're like, "Oh, it'd be rude not to have one." <laughs> the Mukare are not to be confused with the Japanese house centipede, which also looks like something that should die in a fire. The house centipede does look like an alien creature. It's the closest to a goddamn face hug I've ever seen in real it, life. It literally is. This in Japanese is called a geji geji. Um. These are actually harmless, though they don't look it. They're also quite small, all things yeah. considered. They are not yeah. the size of the other centipedes. You would not get them too confused if you had them side by side. No, you really won't. The other one looks like a centipede got fed, like, super soldier serum. Um, <laughs> the house centipede looks like if one got mutated with, like, a legs virus. Just it, to create the legs. The legs are so unpleasant. It's just, oh no, those those do not look real. That's that's gross. Apparently, they're kind of they're actually like good because they eat all the other bad insects. So they're actually not that bad to have around. But yeah, yeah. What what's the size on these? Two point five centimeters or something? Yeah, they're they're small little boys. You could live with those on your walls if you really need to. Like, I, it's... I still wouldn't recommend it, but yeah. No. Mm. But push comes to shove, you might as well leave them be. Researching this section has made me extremely paranoid. Uh, <laughs> Are you airing your futon as we speak, John? Uh, well, I aired, I aired it just like two days ago, so mm. I might, I might need to air it again. I think you'll be fine. I think the idea is about what every one or two weeks or something. Or is it once a month? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't usually air my futon. I am not ah. a good Japanese man. <laughs> well, you are the Japanese man, so exactly. I think you have an excuse. Yeah, I can also do things like cook for myself, which is actually apparently really difficult in Japan. Like it's really expensive to cook for yourself because, well, obviously because we discuss things like fruit can be yeah. exorbitantly priced. And, and apparently it's quite easy to eat out if you really want to. Yeah. In the cities, at least. People will be shocked when you realise, oh, you're a bloke and you can cook things. I'm like, yeah. I need to live. <laughs> People are always surprised when I say I bake. It's like, they're like, what? You do what? I that know. doesn't make any sense. I shock all I'm my like, co-workers by saying, oh, I bring in cakes and stuff. And people are like, oh. But, but here's the thing. In Britain, cake ingredients are real cheap. <laughs> So I could just make myself pudding all yeah. the time. Yeah. And it's real easy. Cake is the best. <laughs> Join the baking master race, people. <laughs> uh, but but so you are really strange because you cook at home and you make sweet treats indeed. as a man. Yes. You, you are defying all of Japan's expectations for but yourself. But as a man, John. I am still terrified of stuff coming up through my drains. Everyone uh, should be, especially when they're goddamn 30 centimeter centipedes. <laughs> However, there are smaller things that are annoying, and this is one that I've heard almost all the expats in Japan have an issue with. Um, loads of people in Japan have issues with them either. They are called in English, they're called drain flies, sink flies, filter flies, sewer gnats. Mm. Basically, because of the way Japanese drains are built and because it's kind of tropical 
semi-subtropical mm. climate. Um, basically, you can get, no matter how clean your kitchen is, you can basically get these little black gnats just flying around the kitchen. And you can squish them, but they kind of start coming back unless you do a lot of stuff with boiling water. Uh, the best way I found to get rid of them is just to get rid of any kind of food, changing your sink filter really regularly and uh, get and changing the rubbish bins regularly as well, because uh, that's what they breed on. They're just gnats. They're just they're not mites. They're just flies. Also, some people like pour boiling water down the drains. That does work, I think, to a certain level. But yeah, they're just they're just really grim and really, really annoying. Mm, that so, does sound unpleasant. They look yeah. kind of, they look kind of gross as well. From they're the really, really tiny. You can Google these things, um, but oh, they yeah. are they are much smaller than the pictures imply. You literally just see a like a little. Okay. You just see a little black thing, a black yeah. speck. Because I couldn't it, get a read on the size of them. It looked like they were like butterfly sized for some reason. No, no, which no. Was ridiculous. They are like real, real tiny, uh, which makes them kind of like manageable. Mm. But yeah, they just tend to pop up in Japanese apartments, especially when they've not like when people haven't been in for a while. So when me and all my friends moved in like this time last year, uh, all our apartments had them in. And like that just happens to loads of them. So if you are thinking of moving to Japan or places in East Asia, uh, don't worry. They will like you can deal with them and they will go away. But I thought I'd actually add some practical knowledge <laughs> into this thing about terrifying, terrifying insects. Vacuum your centipedes, kids. Yep. Uh, and also clean your tatami because there are special tatami mites. So if you're flats have the japanese bamboo flooring which my doesn't it's not in any way big enough you can end up with tatami mites and if you have regular wood you'll just get regular termites yay and there's nothing you could do about it until it's too late <laughs> this is the thing lots of people like tatami but also i've heard from people who have tatami it is an absolute pain in the bottom to try mm. and keep clean and the last terrifying insect that we will go through until I just shiver and curl into a ball is, of course, the Japanese cockroach. Ugh. Joy to... Now, cockroaches are horrible beings to begin with. The Japanese cockroaches are bigger, they are nastier, and they just love to get into your old bits of house and home. And yes, I haven't seen any in my house, but so, okay, so these are in Japanese. They are called Gokiburi. They're most popular kind of traps you can get to get rid of them. Mostly it's traps or that powder again is like little sticky traps called Gokiburi Hoi Hoi. They're little sticky traps, so they run in and get stuck and then starve, I assume. <laughs> or just die of shame. Cockroaches have no shame, John. Yes, as I found out when one day I went in to um I went into work. I Oh no. I grabbed my coffee mug. Okay. That I had sitting on my desk. Ooh. It's like a steel plastic it's like a steel camping mug. Because I'm a teacher ah. and coffee goes cold. So I have a little steel camping mug 
So no matter if I get back from half a lesson, my coffee is still lukewarm. Nice. I had left the little slidey thing open on the top, you know, the little mouth Oh, oh no. <laughs> and so I went to, I went to, um, I went to go to put some hot water in it. I opened up the top. I look in, I look to see a very annoyed cockroach in the bottom of my mug that had obviously crawled in through the top and because of the silvery siding of the mug then could not climb out. Mm. I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> why this morning? Why? <laughs> this is the perfect, this day would start like this, wouldn't it? Oh no. I'm just like, do I now just burn my mug? Like... <laughs> <laughs> so the roach got squished as roaches nice. are want to do and binned and the mug got disinfected over several days until anything went in that thing that included pouring like boiling water and dish soap through it multiple times ah uh, yes because the Japanese cockroach carries an abundance of diseases viruses and pathogens does it not this was at some point last year, so I hope... I don't think I did get anything from it. Um, but you were right to do regular disinfection on that thing before you touched it again, because who knows what you could have contracted from just being in contact with a cockroach. Yeah, they're not... They are really, they are really, really not nice. And because uh, Japanese staff rooms, they're generally like... The teachers half live there, and like... Like the students and the staff clean it occasionally, but like n n the entire thing is full of about 40, 50 teachers and it's never getting a full total clean. There are always people there, there are always people doing stuff. So there's always going to be some thing around. And yeah, thus ends my story of horror. Sleep tight, children. <laughs> Ah, usually there there are lots of website and resources that will link will link just some pictures and stuff so you can see for yourself in the description. But just if you are having problem with insects in Japan, call someone, call an exterminator. Do like these things are not to be taken lightly. This is Japan. They grow big. <laughs> I can't think of anything. I just want to eat food now to make myself feel better. I wish there was a way to segue from insects to food naturally, but there just, there just isn't. They're not compatible topics. Do you know what's long and wiggly and probably gummy if you eat them? John, no. <laughs> John, no. Well, uh... Obviously, check the Gaijin John Instagram for whatever I am eating at the moment. However, this... It's a lovely pineapple packet. Yay! Pineapple coloured packet. And on the outside, it is written in katakana and also in English, well, Romaji in the top. Fettuccine gummy. Fettuccine. Basically, fettuccine gummy. It's fettuccine! But gummy. How. What? Um... This is golden pineapple flavor 
Yeah, so to explain for everyone at home... Uh, <laughs> Please! Japan loves gummies, as we talked about in... As we know, But yes. I ate tough gummies. And so these ones are specifically inspired by the fettuccine pasta. And so they are just like little strips that look like fettuccine pasta. But gummies. Right. Thomas looks so unimpressed. I'm just confused at what point you go, man, I really love the concept of pasta, but it's not like pasta at all. It's instead gummy. And instead of tasting like any pasta-based meal we would possibly make, it tastes like pineapple. And the look that John just gave when sniffing the packet suggests that it has some impact. Uh, yeah, so usually I think the most popular flavours of this are pineapple and grape, or boodle. What? <laughs> Japanese love grape-flavoured stuff. Don't don't question the Japanese love of grape-flavoured things. I They will die on this hill and I will not. As in, like, purple grapes, not green grapes, right? Yes. Though they don't taste like bloody grapes. They taste... <laughs> they taste like purple? Yes. <laughs> so uh, you get like a little long it does actually because this is the golden pineapple version it does look like if you were several levels of like short sightedness um, it would possibly look like pasta uh, it's probably a good thing we haven't cracked the Italian market on this podcast yet because they would be just crying at the sight of this yeah no it's not it's not good. But yes, it's just like a little thing covered in like your, your usual like sugar bits and with golden pineapple because pineapple is popular in Japan. They grow a lot of it in Okinawa. Pineapple's a solid flavour. Can't question yeah. it. And so I'm putting this wiggly gummy thing nope. off. Nah, um, nah, nah. <laughs> okay. Stop so wiggling the gummy. Mm. Well, I will stop. Itadakimasu. That's actually really pretty good. Oh... A pleasant surprise. Like it tastes of like actual pineapple juice. That's a good really sign. Good. <laughs> and it has the slight, it, though it's sweet, it has the slight like sour crystals outside, like you'd get on a bag of Tang Fastics. Oh. In the UK. So it's not good. just it's not just sweet for the sake of sweet. I just think it's the name that is so strange. It's just like, what are we going to do? Fettuccine gummi. Fettuccine. It's not even fettuccine, it's fettuccine. What does the fettuccine add to the experience here? <laughs> it just, it's such a random inclusion. No, yeah, but it is made by the Japanese uh, confectioning company Bourbon. Bordubon. <sighs> yep. And that's that's all I can really say. They're pineapple flavoured gummies that are shaped like fettuccine because reasons. Alright. Fun. <laughs> I give that a pineapple pen out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Also, for those who don't know, uh, go watch uh, the Japanese comedian who does that. He just he did a thing a couple of months ago for COVID. I'm like, I have a hand. 
I have a soap. Wash, 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 wash. It's, 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 it's good. It's good we stuff. We will win. Did you win? Are you winning, son? I am winning. Thomas! Hello. As promised, we are now going to be discussing anime. It's It's been a while since we've discussed any anime proper on this no, show. No, please but, don't uh... leave! <laughs> don't but, leave me uh, alone as... with him, please! As you can tell, uh, we are out of topics. There is not much going on right now. And it seems like a good time as any to reflect on what happened in the last three months in the anime world. So John has granted me the opportunity to talk about two, count them, two different anime. Yes, only two. <laughs> only two will be allowed. He wanted to do John four. I cut in half. So do you only get to pick two? Yes. Uh, for those wondering, I watched four different anime of last season, which were... Kage Summer Lovers War 2, obviously, it's fantastic. Uh, Tower of God, which was very highly hyped. The My Next Life is a Villainess Isekai anime, and a show called Princess Connect Redive, which was basically just a 12, a 13 episode advertisement for a gacha game, but it was very well done, so I enjoyed it. But today I'll just be talking about Tower of God and My Next Life as a Demon, as a Villainess. You almost broke the agreement right there, and I was ready. I was ready to pounce. <laughs> <laughs> So, but I'd recommend all four of those shows for anyone interested. Oh. Uh, but we're only going to talk about Tower of God and Villainess thing. Yes. Which one would you like me to start with, John? Which one are you more interested in? Let's do Tower to... of God, because that was the big hypey Madudi thing. Yes. So as everyone has already told me, and probably everyone else in the anime sphere, Tower of God is actually not based on any Japanese property. It is based off a Korean webcomic from the website webtoon which has been mm -hmm. adapted by well it's been adapted by an animation company on the behest of the crunchyroll team so that mm -hmm. they have their own suite of crunchyroll originals that they can mm -hmm. host on their platform mm, crunchy this, yes this will be this is the first one of their of their opening slate the next crunchyroll original god of high school will be coming out in this this summer but I haven't got around to watching the first episode yet because I don't think it's out as of time of recording, so I can't give you my verdict on that just yet. But Tower of God is a... It's sort of a similar to what you'd expect from a show and battle show. God of High School is literally coming out uh, the day after we record this. As does, as, as does most of the uh, anime from the summer season comes out in the week after we record, so we won't be having any of that this week. Sorry. <laughs> but Tower of God is a is it's could be loosely mapped onto a basic shonen structure of storytelling, although of course there'll be some differences because of the Korean origins of the webcomic. But it follows the story of a boy named Bam as he attempts to pass very sort of Hunger Game style challenges in order to reach the top of the titular Tower of God and anyone who reaches the top of said tower will be granted any wish they desire. So he and a... What's the wish he wants, Thomas? Bam enters the tower because uh, his sole companion, a girl by the name of Rachel, or Rachel, as the anime pronounced it in the Japanese dub, has decided to ascend the tower herself. So he is going up there just so he can see her again. The story That's of the ultimate white knight. Got it. Uh, it's a little bit like that, yes. Although 
Bam's a, a interesting character in that. Uh, well, I'd, I'd say interesting. He's not your standard bog standard normal person. He appears to have been trapped inside some sort of cave for the majority of his life, and he has no memories of uh, his origins or anything. So, the for a long time, the only person or world he knew was this character of Rachel, and yeah. so. Essentially, when your entire world decides to leave, he decides to go wherever that's going because he's got nothing for him inside the cave he's stuck in. Then, if he is also obsessed with violence as well as a slave-master relationship, it would be very wham-bam, thank you, ma'am. Get a bit kinky there, John. <laughs> anyway, th- this what's really interesting about the show is the wide assortment of different characters and uh worlds it brings you to within the tower there's a whole assortment of people and like a whole culture of uh people called regulars who are constantly trying to ascend the tower and get their wish granted and you meet a whole host of different people from worlds that just seem really imaginative and creative like one of the main people you'll meet is a giant like i don't know how tall he is i'm gonna say about eight foot lizard man called rack with us who has a spear and is just the greatest person <laughs> he's a fantastic man that seems like a really interesting opportunity to like introduce new characters because they all have they they you literally have built-in motivation for all your characters exactly it's really good and the complexity lies in exactly why they're ascending the tower it sounds slightly like the side characters have an opportunity of being more interesting than the protagonist there is that there is that sort of thing but what's interesting about bam's motivation is the ability for it to change with the way that he interacts with other people in the tower Mm -hmm. so because as i said he's almost entirely blank slate as he goes in which is actually part of his his charm and charisma for the people is that he's actually quite naive and optimistic and that actually appeals to a lot of more of the cynical people inside the tower and he forms a sort of community around him with the other people who are trying to send the tower there's a lot of like good teamwork and camaraderie going on which is makes it especially spicy when that starts to break down in some states because obviously there's a lot of competition in these trials going and forward. there can be only one and that seems to be what they're hinting at. I don't know if there can be only one. I, mm. I've somehow spoiled the entire web series slash anime <laughs> with one Highlander quote that I think they should. <laughs> I think they should rethink their story structure, guys. Well, uh, there is a whole. There are characters who have ascended the tower prior who we've seen, so we know that it's possible for multiple people to reach the top. It's who falls along the way to getting to the top that's going why to are they the still in the problem. tower if they won uh I, it's it's the the weird sort of law building around the tower is interesting because you get sort of breadcrumbed it along the way it's all it, it, you have these things called rankers which are people who have completed the tower and are still are now working to help provide the service of uh helping the regulars ascend or challenging them they're, they're basically the people in charge of the trials. Do they get so, paid? It's <laughs> <laughs> yes, you get it's... paid. You get paid an eightieth of a wish per year. 
that's the thing. It, the tower itself isn't just a series of challenges. It's an entire civilization. There's a whole culture built around this ascending of the tower, which is kind of interesting to think about, although it's you have I'm imagining it's going to take a lot of time to get into the nitty-gritty of that. Because... So what you're saying is they get paid in masonry. I mean, <laughs> they get positions of power and access to large magical power sources. So, And after all, isn't that all we really, really want in life? <laughs> now, Thomas, tell me about my cute girls in a new world. So, because we cannot go a single season without being isekai trash that we are, uh, I quickly became obsessed with a show called uh, My Next Life as a Villainess, All Roots Lead to Doom. I believe I highlighted this, particularly when we were looking at this season oof, three months ago. I was like, I really like this. <laughs> I don't know why. It just seems wholesome. So does the studio, apparently, because it's now been confirmed for a second season. It's done really well for itself, and I'm really happy with it. It's going to be interesting seeing what happens in the second season, but we'll get to that later. So basically, the premise of My Next Life as a Villainess is that a you have your stand, you have your regular protagonist. We have a generic high school girl who likes to play a lot of video games, as, you know, you know, how things usually shake out in these stories. Uh, she's particularly busy at the moment playing a, a sort of uh, light novel dating sim type thing called an Atomi game, which isn't really something I can directly translate into English. But it's uh, basically a story about uh, a girl going to a magical school and having the choice of one of four eligible bachelors to uh, fall in love with during it. Now, the high school girl gets caught in an accident as, you know, it always happens. Some sort of truck-related incident from the Netflix god. Truck-coon. Truck-coon. The biggest villain in anime. (laughs) Or is he the hero secretly pulling people from their miserable lives and dunking them into worlds of wonder and grandeur? Because uh, I... Or turning them into zombies. Yeah. (laughs) Worlds of wonder and grandeur. Uh, I would say that uh, our protagonist gets a bit of a a status boost from her reincarnation because she gets to live the life of a noble in her new form. Uh, Sadly, the character that she's been ascribed to is the role of the villainess in the Atome game she was playing, a character who usually, in all different parts of the story, either gets murdered or exiled from her home country. Oh. So, armed with this knowledge, uh, the girl has to set out uh, to make plans to prevent any of that from happening, or at least prepare herself for being exiled so that she can survive and be independent once she gets kicked out of the country. And what proceeds to happen is she proceeds to befriend every major character in the story uh, so that they're all sort of around her in in a group friendship uh, which basically protects her from any direct harm from them uh-huh. because they, they don't want to murder her because she's not a bad person it's in the this power of, of the friendship. Story. Uh, yes, friendship. I may have undersold this. They're all madly in love with her. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Every single one of them. All four guys, uh, her two female friends, and the quote unquote heroine from the main game all fall head over heels for our lady Katarina. And she oh. is completely oblivious to this. 
<laughs> this show has one joke, and it is a joke it tells very well. <laughs> because it is just, just... I want everyone to know at home that Thomas is going red over the camera link right now. <laughs> it's I, There's a reason I enjoyed this show so much, and it was because I found it hilarious. So I'm struggling to contain my laughter just recounting the stupidity of this story. Because <laughs> it's fantastic. But yeah, the first season basically follows Katarina trying to avoid the events of the game that she played and uh, ends with uh, some interesting twists to mm. the story to keep you on your toes because you know going into the the, uh, the conclusion that she's done everything. Everyone's madly enough for them. There's no way they're going to murder her or exile her. And she's the only one who doesn't know this. Like Even <laughs> some of the friends are aware that everyone else is in love with her. They're like, oh God, how am I going to win this? <laughs> By murdering her, obviously. <laughs> uh... So it's it's entertaining to to watch this person. It's just similar to how what I love about Kaguya Sama, which is this person is a massive schemer and has comes up with some very elaborate plans. But at the same time, they're a complete emotionally bumbling idiots, <laughs> and it's hilarious to watch the dichotomy play forward, especially in this world where you've got magical hijinks ensuing as well, Ooh. which is a novelty. Those are some uh, top tier hijinks and some top tier shows, I think, Thomas. There is there is a lot of hijinks and hilarity ensuing in my next life as a demoness at Villainess, and I highly recommend it. Although I'm not entirely sure what happens in the next season because I haven't read any of this stuff, and it seems like the major conflict has been resolved. So who knows what's going to happen next? I don't. Who knows? Uh, you can watch Kaminoto obviously on Crunchyroll because it is a Crunchyroll original. Yes, and you can watch My Life as a Villainess or Otame Game no Hametsu Flag Shika Nai Ayuka Rejo Ni Tensei Shitemate. It's based off a light novel, could you tell? <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so you can watch My Life as a Villainess, All Roads Lead to Doom on Crunchyroll. Also, as... yes. It is also dubbed currently as well. There are eight episodes into the dub. So if you really want to, if you really want it, but you can't deal with Japanese, you can you can watch watch them all be cute together in English. Watch my dumb villain waifu, John. <laughs> Never. Uh, no, I probably will. Actually, it sounds like good fun. Uh... It's good wholesome fun for the whole fam. I'm uh, not for the whole family. They're way too horny for it to be for the whole family. But you know, give it a shot anyway. The direct translation of the title is I reincarnated into an Otome game as a villainess with only destruction flags, destruction flag Otome. <laughs> My Next Life as a Villainess, All Roots Lead to Doom, is also an extremely long title, but I think slightly better than the Japanese. It definitely makes more sense. That's localization for you. <laughs> Yay! And speaking of localization and things that need to make more sense... So does the world, and so does us end the podcast. Enough of this strange Japan-England hybrid we have going here. This wasa ego, which is what they call Japanese English. Yes. <laughs> sure yes. thing. Yes, so everyone take care. If you want to find more of us, please leave a review on Spotify or iTunes. We super appreciate it. If you do, if you leave a nice one, we'll read it out in the podcast. 
if you read leave a nasty one, we'll also read it out in the podcast, but we'll laugh at you. <laughs> why, why are you being so mean? Is it still John Mean Time? <laughs> yep, yep, no, it's uh, all time is John Mean Time. <laughs> John Me Time and John Mean Time. We also stream on Twitch. You can find us on Tuesdays and usually Saturdays, though. If you're listening to this on release, I don't know whether we are able to do the Saturday stream. Pay attention to our Twitch, our Twitters, our Facebooks, and Podbean, and Spotify, and iTunes, and YouTube, and Crystal Ball, and Thomas. Mouths. Giant centipedes. Bye, everyone! (laughs) Wear a mask, wash your hands, have a good time. Air out your futons, because the centipedes are watching. Ugh.